Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Toy Photographers Podcast, the official podcast of ToyPhotographers.com. My name is James Garcia, and once again, I'm joined by my friend from Sweden, Christina Alexanderson, for another one of our themed episodes. So, Christina, welcome back to the show. How are you doing today? Oh, thank you. I'm, I'm feeling well. <laughs> my voice is better, <laughs> and I'm kind of... Yes. I've been reined in today, so <laughs> I'm fine. How are you? I'm doing well myself. Uh, it's been rainy and gloomy here in the Pacific Northwest, which I, I personally love. It's been really fun to kind of be really engrossed in the in fall and, and taking a lot of fall photos, especially after our fall podcast uh, last time or the time before. So so uh, I, I'm loving it and the weather, but I know that you're you're not quite as big a fan, as that, especially with your outdoor oh, photography I'm, stuff. I'm, I'm not a fan at all. I don't like the fall and I haven't really... I don't think I have been outside. I've been trying doing photos for this theme. Really hard trying. <laughs> I'm out <laughs> in the rain, out in the the days when it was better weather, out in the afternoon, in the morning. No, I hate, I really don't like uh, October. I think October is the hardest month in the year <laughs> to do photos. <laughs> <laughs> So you have done a. I could see you that you have done a lot of photos. What have you done? What do you have a special mission or a special work or project you're working on? Um, I've kind of just been bouncing around a couple different ideas and um, doing just these like little themes. Like I did a whole series with candy corn uh, photos, and those were really fun to do. And then I've I've been following that up with like photos of fallen leaves and. And it's funny, it's kind of, I'm kind of building off of the conversation I had on the podcast last time with Alan Rappa. We talked a lot about social media anxiety and anxiety about posting. And, and I talked about how I'm always, for whatever reason, like worried about how my Instagram feed is going to look when I post things. So this, this kind of series thing has been a little experiment where I, I've kind of been posting in threes where I'll do like a three photos of the candy corn and then three photos of leaves and stuff. And that's actually kind of been helping me get over the anxiety about posting while also giving myself a little bit of framework to do that posting in so I don't feel totally out of my comfort yeah. zone. So it's been this this weird thing, but it's been a fun little experiment and um, and it's led to some really fun photos and stuff. So I'll, I'll probably keep doing something similar to that. That sounds like an awesome way of getting over that, that. I'm not thinking, I don't think I'm thinking about the way my Instagram feed will portray my 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 worries around instagram is that uh, people don't seem to like my my way of doing photos that much <laughs> so i'll better hmm. stay stick it on the computer that's my ex anxiety <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's funny how much social media has really change the way I think about my work or post my work and, and all that stuff. And it's definitely a conversation I want to continue having having on the show and, and on the and talking about on the blog and stuff because it's just it's something I, I don't want to affect me as much as it does, but for some reason it does and, and it it I'm trying to find a way to overcome that. So so um I, I kind of like your method of just forget about it and just take photos for yourself. I th That's ultimately the goal that I would love to achieve is just to not worry about the social media part at all and just do it for me. Um, but, you know, we'll see. I'll, maybe I'll get there eventually. <laughs> I, don't think, I'm, I'm, I have so much um, 
I don't think I think I have so much problems with the algorithm deciding what is fitting and what's worth looking at. Uh, so I, mm-hmm. I I kind of feel that the mainstream is so dependent on data and what other people do that standing outside and doing what you what you you want to do for yourself is hard because you kind of depend on what what kind of feedback you get so the social media mm-hmm. part is it's difficult to be yourself in the in a in a river of data just floating around and telling you this is something people like you should do more of this because everybody likes this it's really mm-hmm. i think th- i think it's troublesome especially when you try to do or try to find your own voice because if your voice isn't it's depending on everybody else and what everybody else has done before you but you have to also try to explore different paths and different ways of exploring your creativity and it's hard when you see that everything that everybody else is doing is what everybody else is liking then it's really hard to stand out Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I've definitely fallen into that trap before where I see, you know, all the same kind of photos on my feed or, or something that's resonating with people. So I kind of chase that myself and try to accomplish the same thing. And it's just, it's never satisfying for me uh, creatively. And it's never, even when I post something and it maybe gets more likes than, than it did, I just, I don't feel as good about it. And, and it doesn't feel authentic to, to me and my own artistic choices. So yeah, it is one of those hard things to to try to deal with in today's day and age especially like you said the algorithm really drives what you see and what it's telling you people want to see from you and and it can be really distracting and disheartening and and frustrating and so i'm trying really hard not to pay attention to that stuff as much anymore but but it is difficult so yeah because we so are I, depending on on other people we need to confirmation to be humans we we kind of are mm-hmm. a creature of uh, other people we 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 always mirror ourselves in others' views, in others' way of looking out or at our work and the way we portray stuff. And right. when you actually try to be really close to yourself, you wanted you wanted to lift and you want people to say that they love you. And the heart and the likes is kind of just a symbol of kind of uh, affection. And it's funny, too, it's one of those things where, um, yeah, the more I've been thinking about my own social media anxiety and why I feel this way about posting and stuff is I think part of it is how everything has become so brand oriented with social media and advertisement oriented and business oriented. And I personally, I work in social media marketing as a job full time. So I think that when I'm then posting on Instagram as myself and doing my own thing, I'm always thinking in the back of my head about the business yeah. aspect of things and and how I'm being perceived and the kind of brand that I'm putting out there for myself and, and what what do people expect from me and, and what things should I post at certain times to get the most reach and just all of these like business social media pitfalls that I have to fall into at work then kind of translate to my personal stuff. So I'm really trying to separate that as much as I can as well and just really think about what do I want to do as an artist and not necessarily what do I feel like I need to do as an artist on Instagram or an artist on social media. So it's, so it's, 
it's it's one of those things I'm going to continue struggling with, but I'm glad that it's something that we've brought up on the podcast, and I know it's something we're going to talk about more. So, uh, and and I've, we got a lot of good feedback from people who have been dealing with similar issues. So it's really good to hear other people are kind of struggling with the same thing, and maybe we can help each other kind of get through all of this. Yeah, and and that's a that's a hard part because I also work really really close we use social media as marketing tools at work and knowing all the stuff about the metrics and how they depend on the metrics to get views and to get uh, a, a role to play in the community it's you can't escape it you have to be part of it and try to be and try to be yourself towards this uh, it's really really hard so uh, I I yes. can really feel with you. <laughs> yeah, and uh, but you know, it's, like I said, it's one of those things we're going to continue working on and, and continue trying to overcome. And luckily, there are great places on the internet like our MeWe community that um, that allow for that kind of stuff to fall by the wayside, and we can just kind of be ourselves more. So, I, so I definitely encourage people if you are struggling to plug into one of our communities um, somewhere like that where it's a little more low-key and you can kind of be more yourself and not worry so much about algorithms and stuff like that. I myself have kind of become unplugged from that stuff as my year has just been busier and busier, but that's definitely one of my goals going forward is to really plug back into the community because that is the place where where what we're talking about actually exists, where it's not so much dependent on that the social media pitfalls, I guess. So um so yeah, but anyway, I, I'm excited to talk about our uh, death theme today. I feel like death is one of those big, big, big topics that uh, that everybody has something to say about at judging, especially by the number of listener submissions we got. We got f- uh, 42 on Instagram and even more uh, across the internet. Uh, I know that um, death was also the theme in the MeWe community this month, so it was really fun kind of overlapping with, with what was happening there and seeing everybody's... Uh, interpretations and more than we probably usually would have but I, I love how many people participated this time and I'm really excited to talk about this topic with with you especially why 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 <laughs> why I have to ask <laughs> I'm kind of uh, yeah I just why, why I, I just feel like you you think about photography in a deeper way than I do sometimes or, or you are pulling in all of these other influences and and art history and mythological history and stuff I just feel like you probably have a lot to say about death or have probably thought about it a lot. Maybe I'm projecting onto you. I'm not, I don't mean to, but, but I am excited to kind of tackle this topic and talk a little bit about, about death in art generally and kind of what you think of death in art and, and so on and so forth. Yeah. I, I, I haven't, I'm, I must be honest. I, I didn't, when I started working with this theme, I didn't even think about art or, or art history, but thinking about it, death is a theme that comes back through the through the always it's always a part of the the talk that people have around art and literature but during the mm-hmm. the 15th 1600 when you have these amazing still lives with the skeleton heads and flies and flowers and Fruits. Yeah, I remember we talked yeah. about that in our still and, life episode. Yeah, mm-hmm. and death is really a great part of that because all the theme around this is kind of the the of, uh, it's about life, the start of life going to the death. Then death is always part of the story you want to portray in those still lives. 
I thought this scene was really difficult. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I did too. Yeah, I I struggled. <laughs> yeah, I, I really struggled. And when I looked through the submissions, I realized that maybe I should have gone for the myths. Maybe I should have gone for some other idea. Really, kind of, kind of trying to portray a story with death takes plays a role. But I was kind of all really focused on on death as a as a fact or a literature a literature a really literature what do you, what do you say really as a literal yeah really literal so, yeah and i couldn't go f- by beside that i couldn't really get that out of my head <laughs> And that's the reason why my image looks like <laughs> the way it does. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm excited to talk about yours. I, I think it's an interest. It's not what I expected to see from you, which is really fun and interesting. And, and I'm definitely excited to get there. Yeah. I'm curious, like w- when I was, I'm curious, I guess, about what you struggled with specifically with this, because my problem was kind of like we did, uh, I forget which theme it was before, but we kind of did another one of these open-ended themes where it was just really hard to narrow down some of my ideas and pick something specific. And, and with death particularly, it was hard for me to to figure out what I wanted to say about it other than just portraying it or or coming up with fun some kind of funny photo about it or something. I just, I didn't have anything to contribute to the conversation about death that I feel like hadn't already been said before or had been said better by by other people. And um, so so for me, it was kind of figuring out what I wanted to, to say about it and, and how I might want to portray that. And I'm happy with where I ended up, but but it took me a while to get there, and I bounced a lot of different ideas around. So, so what was the big challenge for you dealing with death, and 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 what was the the big struggle? Yeah, the big struggle was that I could see myself really portraying a dead thing or a a skeleton or placing a toy in a in a scenery where it seemed or looked dead, but I I really mm-hmm. didn't see myself almost like you I couldn't see what I really brought to the table in this discussion Mm. and I thought about all the images I've done around death I have done this crucified stormtrooper that's death (laughs) but that wasn't Mm -hmm. it wasn't about death it was about Jesus and I've done this amazing image uh, uh, where I did my my stormtrooper in a puddle and he was it's named Ophelia and he's drowned and that's also about death and and I realize I I'm thinking I don't have this I really thought through all the the stories all the images I have done around death and I couldn't really find myself doing a new one and uh, what I ended up mm. with was thinking more like a toy can a toy die <laughs> <laughs> and i realized i'm not sure that a toy can die it can be left behind maybe that is death and i tried to do images of the toy being left behind but i realized that is another theme that isn't death <laughs> <laughs> so I really yeah that opens up a whole other yeah realm of possibilities yeah, yeah. And, and and i really love the idea of doing the left behind toy or the left behind stuff but it wasn't death so i really struggled with 
with what what kind of where would I pick up the thread and kind of find my own way to mm-hmm. the to the to the theme and, and I ended up with <laughs> I ended up with the yes doing an ordinary <laughs> an image far fetched. Well, well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I love what you ended up doing and, and especially hearing now you kind of talk about the struggle. It makes sense how you ended up there and, and I'm I'm excited to dive into that. I dealt with very similar issues that you did to kind of looking through my old photos and I and I've photographed a lot of, you know, Lego skeletons and, and dead astronauts or or zombies and all this kind of stuff. And so it was hard for me to kinda look at what I had done before and see if something like that was good enough for this challenge or or if I wanted to do something totally different and like I said what do I want to say about it so so I'm glad that you and I kind of went through the same thing because I I was curious if you had struggled with it too and and I'm wondering if uh, some of our if our community struggled at all as well because we got such a great variety of images from them that uh, it, it makes me happy that we did a challenge like this it is so open-ended and yet so personal to everybody and so different for everybody um you know how you feel about death obviously is impacted by your own experience with it have people close to you died have what has your experience with it been so so it was really interesting and fascinating to see the community's response to it and especially how people would play with some of the iconography of death and stuff like that too so this was a really fun challenge for for that in that respect as well and it also made it difficult for me to 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 take my own photo because I kept seeing some of the ideas I had show up in the community so that was really fun seeing that we were on the same wavelength but at the same time it made it difficult for me to to pick something to to photograph so do you want to um jump into some of those listener submissions I know that we uh we got so many of them unfortunately we can't talk about them all I will try to include as many as I can on the blog post at toyphotographers.com but uh, we did go through and, and pick a few of the photos that we wanted to talk about. So was there one first that you wanted to jump into? Yeah, I'd like to jump into the image uh, from My Siren, or Mysiren. <laughs> that would be the Swedish name. <laughs> <laughs> she. Yeah, uh, Julie Blair is, is her name, yeah. Julie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, she did this... Um, kind of uh, still life actually <laughs> and uh, mm-hmm. well, she made this I don't know what the name of the photo bone dry we say even though one third of the weight of a living bone is water we know nothing about ourselves <laughs> and um, in, and the image is kind of really soft in colour soft in focus there is a really short depth of field and you can really see the depth of field in the image because there is kind of a line where the, <laughs> the focus is in the image, uh, which I really like because I can really resonate with that. I, I recognize it in my own images when I do these. <laughs> and in, in the middle, I love the way <laughs> she uses the the composition and really puts the bone in the both sides of the image and where the focus is really in the middle of the middle of the image and <laughs> it's two bones crossing one another and kind of what's left behind after death or what is what what's left of us when we don't when people or toys or whatever isn't left we isn't anything used anymore 
the bones. I really like it. I like the, the colors and the grayish in the color as well. So I think it's a beautiful image. Easy. It isn't maybe it isn't easy to do, but it's really soft and it's really easy to to read and look at. Yeah, I love how simple the image is, how there's no other figures. It's just these two bones, like you said, in the middle of the frame, uh, pretty much in the middle of the frame with this really, really shallow focus. And it's just, yeah, bones are just one of those things that we associate with death, obviously, and, and it brings so many questions as far as, like, wh whose bones are these? Are these human bones, animal bones? Were these left here over time? Are these bones somebody left out for a dog? Like, there are just so many open-ended questions that come with a photo like this that makes it really fun for me and um yeah just the image itself is so beautiful and i and i love i think she was the only one that did something like this where yeah. it was just a, a simple still life with a couple bones and so i liked how how different this was than the rest of the entries as well so so julie great job beautiful photo um all included on the blog post but but yeah it just it really stood out to both of us so um yeah yeah i love it yeah me, me too i really like it yeah, and then the uh, the next one I wanted to talk about um, was from Sir underscore Lego Aid on Instagram. This one, this one was one of those I alluded to earlier, where this was kind of an idea I toyed around with. Um, the this photo is in almost black and white. It's really really dark, uh, cool tones, which I love. And we see an image of what looks like a river or a puddle. And there's a um, Lego skeleton with a hood and cloak on. So we're meant to assume that it's the Grim Reaper or death itself and uh, the figure is standing in this little bucket or boat um, yeah this little like barrel with a paddle and um, it immediately makes me think of the river Styx and and death and how um, I, I don't know I forget Karen. Karen. I'm sure you will Karen. know like, who <laughs> his name is Karen. <laughs> he, uh, thank he, you thank he, you he rose the boat between the with the dead people from uh, one side of the to to the Hades, so the people the soul actually can enter Hades. His name is Karen. Right. Yeah, yeah. He ferries people yeah. back and forth yeah. between, or you know, from the living side of the River Styx onto the the death side. So I just that was an idea. I kind of wondered if I should photograph, and it's something I didn't choose to do. So then, looking at the submissions, it was really fun to see this one pop up, and uh, and see that somebody else was on the same wavelength as me. But but the photo itself is just so, again, really simple, but so beautifully done. And I love the reflections that they managed to get in the water and just the, the, the colors here, how dark it is. It just immediately makes me think of the River Styx and, and that whole area of mythology. So, so this is just a, an amazing, amazing photo. Christina, did you have anything else to add to this I one? I couldn't agree with you more. I really love it. I, I love the way it really reflects upon the story that we all know about Charon traveling over the river and getting a penny for everybody who crosses the river of Styx. So yeah, I really, I think it's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. So, so great job, um, Sir Lego Aid. And um, again, I'll have that one on the blog post. Okay. Uh, what's next on your list? On my list, I, it's actually, I'm, I'm waiting because <laughs> the next one I want to talk about is the one that really resembles yours. So I thought we would take, take that <laughs> last. Okay, yeah, I like that. Let's do that. Let's hold off on that one. Um, the next one, this one was really, really striking when it came up onto my feed. And just it's a photo I have been thinking about a lot. And this one is from our very own Shelley Corbett. 
and it is her portrait photo of um, the Grim Reaper holding a little Lego baby in his in his arms. And this was something, and um, I love that Shelley's caption says, a babysitter you can trust. So it just, such a striking image and such a, as Shelley's images are, just a beautiful image itself. I love the shallow depth of field. I love the colors. I love the composition, but also just how creepy this is and how it just brings up so many questions for me and, and makes me wonder, is this, is death cradling this baby? and taking it away did this baby die is this death embracing life in some way i just love the the blend of because babies symbolize life and new life and and i, I love how shelly has blended both of those things into one image and mixed a lego figure with an action figure it's just such a great combination of two two different things and and just such a striking image so so shelly amazing amazing job i keep seeing this one pop up on my feed and, uh, and it just gets me every single time. So, Christina, do you have anything to add to this yeah, one? Yeah, when I saw this, I, I thought of the the movie that uh, Ingmar Bergman, Bergman did, The Seven Seal, uh, and um, the way he portrays death in this big black cape and kind of... He, di- he isn't holding a baby, though, but... but and the movie is in black and white, so there is nothing that resembles the, the the iconic movie. But even though it really makes me think about that, it this is a really in the Swedish context we have this image of I'm death, I'm coming to get you. He plays uh, chess with a he the the knight in the movie plays chess with death. And it's and it ends mm-hmm. up with him dying, if I remember correctly. I I really think it's a beautiful image with a diagonal line in the background and the, the two color way the way she works with two colors in in the image. I have some troubles that I always have with the yellow color of the Lego brick because I think it's awful <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> If I if I were the one who had done this image, I would have put it a bit uh, down in saturation because I think it's really taking the focus of the story or the relationship between the figures and the smiling baby. It's a hmm. or or amazing contrast, but I have some troubles with it. <laughs> <laughs> I can see that. Personally, for me, I like how, how striking it is and how different the two are just because of the the disparity between the, the life of a baby and, and death itself. So so that works for me. But I, but I could totally see that, especially I know that how much you hate the yellow Lego faces. <laughs> so. uh, and it, it has nothing to do with the image that Shelley has done because it's a beautiful right, right. image. But, but I really have a tr- I have trouble with a yellow color. So I would have it down a bit in the saturation because it kind of stands out especially against the black cape i love the hands of the figure the the reaper figure it's really those are really amazing yeah yeah it really is um so the the next one i want to talk about before we get into the the one you were alluding to i just want to mention because there were several photos of here so we can't dive into all of them but um, I definitely wanted to mention Miss Ficklista. She post- reposted her photos of the, her interpretation of the story from Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows of the Tale of the Three Brothers. 
um, in that movie. Have you seen the movie, yes, Christina? Yes, I have. Okay, yeah, so, so you'll know exactly what I'm talking about, and hopefully our listeners will too. Um, there's a, a tale in that movie that Hermione reads called The Tale of Three Brothers, where uh, it's kind of a, a children's tale about death meeting these three brothers and, and giving them different artifacts that are important later. But uh, but the sequence in the movie is just amazingly animated with these, it almost looks like stop motion, like Tim Burton-y kind of creatures yeah. or characters and, the, and this beautiful like sepia tone. And um, I've always loved it in the movie. And, and what she did here was she recreated it herself using toys or, and she created her own toys and sculpted them herself to, to match what was happening there. And they're just honestly some of the best toy photos I've ever seen in my whole life. They're just absolutely amazing. She's posted them before on the blog. I definitely recommend people go and seek that out. I'll try to put the link to that in the blog post and the show notes for this episode so you guys can see that. But um, she, she reposted them for this challenge on Instagram. I think there are like six or seven totals, photos total, and they're just they're all just so stunning and so beautifully recreated. So I, I wanted to give a shout out to those because they're just like I said, some of the, the most beautiful toy photos I've ever seen. So, so Miss Faclista, thank you so much for reposting these. And like I said, I'll definitely link back so people can see them. Yeah, I really, I love this series as well. And the way she really captures the, the scenery we recognize from the movie with these silhouette figures, kind of, kind of like marionettes uh, in the movie and, mm -hmm. and here they have their own life and, and uh, still the same kind of alluding to the movie. I really love it. Yeah, it's just, it's every time I see one of the photos, I think it's a screenshot from the movie. Like it's just, it looks that close. Um, and yeah, every, then I find myself looking deeper at them and I see all of the little details that she managed to make. And it's just, it's stunning, stunning work. So so I will definitely post all those and the link because uh, I I really want people to see all of those. Um, yeah, and then uh, you had one more you wanted to talk <laughs> yeah. about before we jump into ours. And, and I love how similar this this ended up being to one of mine. I promise I didn't see this when I when I took mine. <laughs> but it isn't it isn't even close when you put them next to one another. <laughs> but, but yeah, it's funny. It's like similar ideas, but sort of, uh, totally different yeah. executions and styles. It's Ryan D. Dean Toy Photographer. Ryan Dean. Can you mm -hmm. believe that? Ryan Dean Toy Photographer. I think so anyway. You probably find the name before I do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Ryan Dean Toy Photography is his Instagram. Yeah. yeah. He's made this. I would say it's amazing. <laughs> it's beautiful. It's really <laughs> fun. It's strange. <laughs> I wouldn't say it has anything to do with death. <laughs> <laughs> and the image is called the skeletons and it's a, a image of two skeletons kind of dancing together and on the sides there are uh, these pumpkins and in the background there is a, a, a music machine or a whatever yeah a boom yeah. box or radio or something and the mm -hmm. leaves are falling in the background and it's kind of orange red the tone is orange and red and the skeletons are white and the pumpkins are green and orange and the, the color is really working together and the leaves are falling from the sky and it's really beautiful it's a, it's a story about love <laughs> 
and downs. Yeah, I I love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, story about love and death, and and um, they seem to be maybe this is them getting married because of the white dress she's in. I can't really tell, but but yeah, I love the colors here and the the accessories that he's included, like the the mohawk on the, one of the skeletons and the the dress on the other one, and like you said, the boombox in the background. And what I love about Ryan's work too is that he does a lot of mixing of uh, practical stuff and then stuff that he adds later and I'm presumably Photoshop or something like that. So like the fallen leaves and the pumpkins. So it's always kind of a fun mix and he finds really clever ways to, to bring his toys to life using these special effects. So um, I just thought this one was really, really well done and such a cool, such a cool idea. And yeah, it's funny, similar to mine. We'll get to that in, in a minute, but yeah. Um, but yeah, and yet totally different too, which is really yeah, fun. Yeah, the details are so amazing. Kind of the way he has tilted the the hedge on the figure that is has a, has a dress on it. Uh, she has mm-hmm. that figure has kind of a bit of a tilt on the hedge, makes it more dynamic because Lego yeah. is so really stiff. So so it's really really well done. Yeah, I always love when people can find ways just with simple body language to to show a Lego in movement or to bring life to to a Lego because they are so limited in articulation. So just turning a head like this and she's kind of leaned back just yeah. slightly adds a lot of movement and depth to the to the figure. Absolutely. Yeah, and uh, the and the lighting lighting in the image is really well as well because she really. Th- the dress, the Lego dress, is a brick, <laughs> like mm-hmm. we all know, uh, and we can see that it is a brick. But even though it's a brick, it kind of looks like she has a figure. <laughs> I really like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So Ryan, awesome, awesome job. Um, really, really cool photo, and I love seeing all the different elements that you're able to bring together here to make it happen. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, awesome. No one will realize why I think it's so close to yours because when I look at yours at the same time, I see there is nothing resembling this one. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of similar, like theme or or, or composition in a little bit. Maybe the heads. um, But yeah. (laughs) Maybe the heads, maybe the the faces of the figures is the same. Yeah. But um but yeah, thank you to everybody who participated. Like we said, we got a lot and a lot of uh listener submissions, probably the most we've ever had. And I feel like we've said that a couple times recently on the podcast. So I just love that we're getting so many people participating each and every time and more people joining in and it's just it's fun to see your guys' interpretations and and to to just open up our eyes to the other possibilities in, in these themes. So oh. So thank you to everybody who submitted. Oh, Christina, yeah, yeah. I want to. I want to uh, shout out for for another image as well because you know oh, yeah, because yeah. not because I love the story in the image, but because I don't know, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not fond of the sausages. But Will One Killer eighty five, I love the scenery he puts the toys in, uh, in this really shabby. Kind of scenery. It's really crappy, and it's really close to. I have never seen the 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 movie with the the Walking Dead or where the zombies is because I'm too f- afraid of zombies. But <laughs> it looks like everything I think of a zombie movie, and I love the scenery. I want to see more images of toys and this kind of rough 
scenery. <laughs> so go for it. Royal on Killer 85. <laughs> Let's go ahead and move on to our listeners or our submissions. I'm really interested to talk about your photo and I'm really interested to hear what you think about mine. So, so let's dive into it. I'm, I'm assuming you want to go first. Yes, I want to go first because <laughs> as always, I always say this, I say this every week, but I really, <laughs> I really love this image. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I love the way you work with colours. I, lo- I hate purple. I really hate purple, <laughs> but towards orange, it's amazing. And I love the way you have worked with it. And I think it's it's brilliant. It's really the way all purple should be used as a, <laughs> <laughs> a contrast to orange. I love orange. I hate purple. <laughs> but together, they but together, really yeah. match. <laughs> and in your image, it's so beautiful. I want to say that to begin with because it's and maybe it isn't what people think about but but the orange against the purple is mm, amazing and (laughs) i'll I'll start here Uh, and i love the way you have worked with the 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 way you have put the the floor in the image like like a diagonal in the image uh you kind of leading line in the background it's really smart and it's witty and it's brilliant actually just not working with a flat surface kind of working with giving the eye something to move towards i really love that Mm, thank you <laughs> I, I, I re and I love the paper. <laughs> I love that you have done. You don't. You have kind of the leaves, the colors of the leaves, but it isn't leaves. You work with the paper as a complement towards the plastic figures. I love that too. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> mixing Lego and paper is one of my favorite things, actually, with the yeah. photography. They just really pair really well together. So, yeah. so I'm glad I was able to pull it off with this photo. So now I've talked all about the details that really makes this image pop. Um, and I'll tell everybody what I see in the image. I see these. Uh, I see an image in two colors. It's in orange and yellow, and or maybe it's three colors orange yellow and purple and for me those three colors work together with the figures in the middle and um, you have this diagonal working for you and in the middle in the bullseye you have really worked with the composition not putting the figures in on in two thirds really in bullseye you have a close up you don't give any room for the viewers to actually try to arrest the eyes on anything anything else there are two figures in the center and you have them to look at and they are kind of smiling at one another playing a guitar and she is there's a female figure and a male figure and she has this amazing red dress thing making me think about uh the song uh, i'm dancing with you oh what it was it i can't i can't sing <laughs> anyway is there is something about lady in red yeah mm, the lady mm. in red you should call this image 
the lady in red <laughs> because that is what it, it's about the lady in red she's, she's dancing with me tonight cheek to cheek <laughs> and he's playing the guitar and they are kind of smiling to one towards one another and you have this backlight a soft bokeh in the background with a really soft beautiful uh, lighting and I love the soft focus. He is in focus. His head is in focus. And she's leaning towards backwards a bit and kind of going right off focus. And, and so beautiful. And she's tilting, really moving to the music. And I can hear the song and the soft dancing couple. The lady in red is dancing with me. Yeah, it's really, it's, uh, I love it. I think it's so beautiful and I love the way you work with colours. I love the way you work with the backlight and the bokeh and I love the way you have centred the figures. I love that you use the whole picture to actually portray these two figures. You don't give me any room. You're breaking all the rules and I love it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> it's it's always fun to to break the rules. My dad always said, um, once you know the rules, you can break them, right? So yeah. so it's fun to to kind of mess around with those things. And I, and I'm glad that this struck a chord with you so much. Thank you. Yeah, it's really beautiful. Thank you. Yeah, it, um, it, it, it's a story about love and dance and warmth and um, joy. Yeah, I was. More I wanted death. to ask um, <laughs> if you're very familiar with uh, the Day of the Dead ritual or Dia de los Muertos. If you're, if you've heard about that at all, or because it's a very popular thing over here on the on the West um, Hemisphere, but I'm not sure so much if you guys have heard much about it over in Sweden or anything. We have this um, tradition around uh, where we go to the dead, to the graveyards and put a light on the graves of those who have descended before us hmm. uh, we don't have that tradition with a like the in the caribbeans with the dancing and car carnivals and all that yeah that's kind of what uh deals dia de los muertos is it's uh, um, a mexican holiday celebrated over here and um it's a three-day celebration uh usually it's like the end of October to the 1st of November or something like that. It's like the 31st to the 2nd or the 30th to the 1st. I forget which days. But um, but yeah, it's this really great tradition that I've always I've always really liked. And, and my last name's Garcia, but I'm not very... I've, I'm only like a 16th Mexican, so my, my I can't really claim that it's part of my heritage, but it is a little little sliver of my, my ancestry, I guess, that I, I'm really fascinated by and really like. And um, I've always liked Dia de los Muertos. It's a, it's a celebration of, of death in, in a way, and it's, it's people create these uh, little personal altars, and you put uh, photos of, of lost loved ones on there, and, and you light candles, and... and uh, people bring these orange flowers marigolds so that's why i used orange and yellow in the photo marigolds to to celebrate the dead and and it's just this big three-day celebration where you're celebrating the the people that have passed and and it's it's recognizing that death isn't doesn't necessarily have to be this sad thing it 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 is just an, the next phase of life and and that all of your ancestors are, are moving on and living somewhere in the afterlife and on to the Dia de los Muertos, when you build your altar, they are actually returning to the altar and celebrating the, the holiday with you. So I've always really liked that that 
that um, that celebration and that idea and just the iconography that goes along with it with the bright colors and the sugar skulls and and just all of the really great iconic things of Dia de los Muertos and it's it's becoming more and more popular um, as as time goes on I feel like it's something I learned about back in school when I was a little kid we used to make sugar skulls and, and have little like uh, recognizing things in school just to kind of learn about it but as I grow older and I learn more about it I'm, I'm more fascinated by it and kind of want to find a way to maybe integrate it into my own holiday season and um and uh, this shot, I, I can't take total credit for the colors because I, I did copy them from the Pixar movie Coco. I'm not sure if you've seen that. No, I haven't. Okay, yeah, Coco's all about Dia de los Muertos and, and really explains some of the, the traditions behind it and is a, a beautiful movie all about... Um, you know, passed passed on relatives and celebrating and all that stuff. I don't want to give too much of it away, but it's it's beautiful and, and an amazing amazing film. And uh, so this picture is a tribute to that. There's a there's a bridge between the afterlife and the and you know our world in that movie, and it's a bridge covered in these marigolds. So this these like orange and yellow flower petals and so that's why I, I made those in mine. And the the background in that movie too is this very like purple blue skyline background um on the bridge so it's just uh if you google the movie you'll you'll see clearly what my inspiration was but um this wasn't actually the first idea i had for this photo shoot or for this uh, podcast i actually took a different photo a few days ago and uh i even bought a specific lego piece for it and <laughs> and and i felt really good about it and then last night uh, I was just hanging out, taking photos, and I really wanted to do something for Dia de los Muertos. And so I was uh, taking some photos and eventually was inspired by Coco and, and decided to use that aesthetic and then ended up with this and realized, oh, this is what I should use for the death podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, because this, is this I feel like, is something that that is something I, I have to say about death and want to say about death is is to actually think of it not as this really sad thing but as a it can be something that's celebrated or 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 you can you know think fondly of of your relatives and bring them back to life once a year to to celebrate with you and so I just I love the tradition of Dia de los Muertos I love the iconography and so I'm really glad I was able to to bring it to life here in Lego form so so I know that was kind of a messy way of explaining everything but um I definitely if people don't aren't familiar with the tradition, I definitely recommend going and, and reading a bit about it and watching Coco um, because it's it's a really fascinating tradition and, and just such a cool part of Mexican culture. And so even if even if it's only like a 16th percent <laughs> or like one sixteenth of, of my my um, makeup, I, I really want to to lean on it and celebrate it a little bit more. So um, it's, uh, it's, it's, um, it's really coming through in the image. The celebration, the, the the joy, the really <laughs> the connection uh, and the fun, and really, uh, uh, really kind of really celebrating and kind of yeah, a really playful. It, it mm-hmm. isn't a play, but it's really happy. Yeah, yeah. I wanted it to be really happy and and bright and colorful, and especially when I was thinking about this challenge all month long, the photos I kept thinking of were like that River Six photo we saw from Sir Lego Eight, or or I, I, you know, I I really like taking photos of just uh, 
Lego skeleton heads inside of astronaut suits and just like dropping them around. And so it's just like an astronaut left behind somewhere. So I, I thought about doing something like that or the photo I actually did take, I, I bought a Lego ghost minifigure, one of those that has the, like the ghost sheet over it. I just love yes. those, those minifigures. Yeah. So I bought a couple of those it. and did a photo with it. And that was more of a, a dark, sad photo. And, and the more I thought about it, the more I just, I didn't want to go that route. I wanted to, to lean in in the other direction and so I'm, I'm glad that I was able to stumble upon this more celebratory fun festive version um and uh and yeah I'm, I'm really happy with how it turned out and it's just it's just funny that you know 12 hours ago I was I was just kind of messing around in my studio and stumbled upon this idea and so that's always really fun when that happens and I'm glad that that it happened just in time for this show yeah and I really love the way you when I look at the image, I look at the colors and I the the um, the bow tie on the male figure and the dress really correspond to one another and really connects them to one another. And those details are so important in 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 an image to actually make the connection between the uh, the figures. Mm. I really love that. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, it was really fun with all the colors, you know, finding a way to balance the the purples and blues and the orange and yellows and the, like you said, the two reds on the figures and then the, the white of the guitar with the, the, the skull heads. It was just, it was really, I was really happy with how it all kind of came together. And, um, and I'll probably, maybe I'll post some behind the scenes stuff. I've been trying to do that more on my Instagram to do behind yes. the scenes photos because I, I still have that. it set up over on my <laughs> desk. And it's funny how similar it looks to this, this photo is just a bunch of uh, uh, construction paper cut up into little squares, and uh, I just used a purple color gel for the background. So, like, if you look at the the shot on my, as it is on my desk, it looks almost like it does here, just without the bright lights. So it's kind of funny how how simple the setup was, and it was it's one of those things where it just kind of perfectly worked the way I wanted it to, which which rarely happens. So it was really fun fun that it that it ended up that way. What have you used to get the bokeh in the background? So I have a, uh, it's just like a reflector. Um, it, it, I forget where I got it. It's, I got it a few years ago on Amazon or something like that, where it's, uh, it's got like the gold foil reflector on one side and then the silver reflector on the other yeah. side. And it's like this fabric-y plastic, I guess, and you, and you can unzip it and flip it back around and it has black and, um, and a dif white diffuser side on the other side. So it, it kind of gives you a few different options. So I, I just use the, the shiny silver side and put that behind my purple color gel and just shined a, a loom cube right on it. So it would kind of get that bokeh um, yeah. those bokeh lights in the background so and that was another kind of thing I pulled from Coco if you look at the at the movie there's this the the dead live in this beautiful amazing ghost city basically it's just has all these buildings and, and lights and and in the background it has a it just kind of looks like this with the the bokeh and and it's it's just really, really beautiful. So I wanted to allude to that as well. So, mm. so as much as I love how I was able to capture these colors, like I said, I can't take full, full credit for them. Yeah, <laughs> but you do it so well, and all the details makes the image come to life. All the bokeh and all the paper cuts and the details in the papers and the way the way they work together and makes layers on layers. It's really beautiful. Thank you, thank you. I'm really happy with it, and uh, and uh, yeah, you should I, be. You should you. be. <laughs>
Yeah, I'm like I said, I'm just so glad that I stumbled upon this one right in time for the show because uh, I just I liked the other photo I did, but it just didn't. I did like I said, it, I feel like it didn't have much to to say or contribute to the conversation, whereas this one does. So, so um, yeah, so thank you. I'm yeah. so glad you like it. <laughs> <laughs> I really like it. I love the way you work with colors. I think it's amazing. I really love it. I love bright colors, <laughs> even though my images seldom have bright colors in them i really <laughs> love bright colors yeah i've been trying to uh and i know we've talked about this on the show before but i'm really trying to f- use colors in, in more interesting ways or lean into it more and I, I love these bright poppy colors especially with lego minifigures they just work so well and like i said paper with lego too is just such a fun thing to play around with um it was kind of a pain to cut up all these little squares yesterday but um but i'm glad i did it and i'm glad it worked out so um, so yeah, yeah, let's. Uh, I, I I'm tired of talking about myself. Let's let's go and talk about your photo because. Uh... <laughs> but there isn't so much to say about my image. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe you don't think so, but I I think there's a lot to say here and a lot of uh and and I just want to know kind of how you ended up here too as well. So because like I said, it's not not at all what I what I imagined you doing or pictured you doing. I thought maybe you'd lean into more of the mythological stuff like maybe you do something with Hades or, or the river sticks or something you know I just I don't know um so let's talk about this I will explain to people what I see and then uh yeah. and then we can dive into it yeah do that so this is a portrait oriented oriented image and um there are two main subjects here there is what I'm assuming is your hand coming in mm-hmm. from the right side of the frame and it's uh it's kind of now in the middle your hand is in the middle and um, you're holding your trusty uh, Stormtrooper action figure with his pink boots or her pink boots. And um, you're holding the, the figure just by the, just by its hand, just by its arm. And it's kind of dangling and looking up at you. And um, the first thing I thought of was, was that you're going to drop this toy and it's going to fall to its death. Or, or that you're going to drop it into, like, what I love is that the background of this is, is basically just pure gray. So we don't see any kind of context about where this is or or what's below and so i like the mystery there and and i feel like that works very well with the death theme because we don't know what what death really is or what comes after so i like that we're this photo we're kind of in this limbo state where it's just before this figure's death or maybe it's just after and you're picking this thing up i i feel like the way that your hand is posed how you're you're barely kind of holding on to the hand makes you think like if you're picking up something gross you don't you don't grab it with your whole hand you just grab it with like a couple fingers and so it makes me think maybe this figure was dead and you picked it up or this figure is just barely holding on and you're and you're about to let it go and so I love that you mentioned earlier the death of a toy and what does that mean and this makes me think of the Toy Story movies a lot too I feel like we see a similar shot like this with Woody at some point where he's uh, having some kind of dream and Andy drops him into a trash bin so I I think of that happening to this figure too that he's he's grasping on and holding on for dear life and you're about to drop him and discard him somewhere and so so I love the ambiguity here and the simplicity of it and um, just how much story can come from from something as simple as this and and just how much the body language of the trooper, how he's, his head is kind of looking up and it makes you think that he's hopeful and that he maybe is pleading like, no, don't drop me, don't drop me. So I just, <laughs> I, I see so much personality coming through here, even though the, the shot itself is, is pretty quote unquote simple. I, I, I think there's so much story and depth that can be, that 
can be mined from this photo. And uh, and I love that you're you're bringing back your your stormtrooper and your your everyman kind of trooper because then it I'm able to to not associate this just with this toy itself, but just death in general and and that the stormtrooper is kind of a placeholder for for anybody I want to, to kind of put in his shoes in his pink shiny shoes. So um, <laughs> so I'm, I'm really curious how you ended up at this shot and uh, why you chose this way because like I said it's not at all what I pictured but I, I love it and it's so different than your other photos that have the the shiny bokeh backgrounds and puddles and stuff like that. So so I love how different it is from everything else that I've seen you doing lately. So so I'd love to hear how you ended up here. <laughs> yeah, I'll give you the long story. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I did it. Uh, I was outside. I was have really struggled with this theme. I, I've been outside with skeletons. I've been outside with a stormtrooper. I've been outside using just a head. Just using a. Yeah, I'm really have struggled with this theme because I kind of thought. I couldn't really see where 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 should I go? I have done all my death shots. I don't have any new ones. <laughs> <laughs> I'm lost here, and um, I haven't actually looked at any of my tries. They are still in the camera downstairs because I'm getting didn't feel like this is the image because I usually know when the image is done. I feel it. I can see it. I can. I just have to look at the. I can just have to look in the viewfinder, and I know mm-hmm. this is the image I'm looking for. So I came home, and I, I've been asked to to take part in this Instagram um, handle called "Hold My Toys" mm-hmm. and, and, and "Hold yeah, My done that. Toy." Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I thought, oh, I can do that image. I'm I'm going to do. Some Im- I am going to do some some shots in my my studios. I can do an image of that because I I thought when I said I could take part in that that story, I thought I'll I'll put on one of my images where I hold my my own toy. <laughs> <laughs> I have done this series of grown up holding their stuffed toys, so I thought I I'll do that and. Uh, I'll I'll send him that image and, and that will work for for that um, that challenge or that handle, and I but then I thought maybe I should try it with my stormtroopers. I went up and I and I held it and I thought, no, this won't work. I can't do this. And suddenly I stood there with this dead toy in my hand and I thought, I'm trying to portray this dead toy that doesn't have a life it's a plastic toy he has never had a life and i'm trying to portray that he is dead when he is he is already dead <laughs> maybe what i'm lacking is a contrast between the living and the dead ah i like that and putting my hand that is actually a living what we actually see as a living uh, organic uh, feature in the image I could actually portray the contrast between the living and the dead so I became the symbol of life and he became the symbol of what is a dead thing 
Yeah, I love that. Yeah, it's kind of what I was trying to say with if you pick up something that's dead, you kind of hold it yeah. the way that you're holding it. Yeah, like if yeah. I were to pick up a, a dead mouse or something, I would hold it just as you're doing. So I stood there holding this toy, and when I looked at the viewfinder, I saw, oh, this is the image I'm supposed to do. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, then I did, uh, I did uh, maybe five shots, and uh, uh, I ended up with chain because I do a lot of. I have this. I have done this series of grown-ups holding toys, and I work with a long shutter speed. And uh, then the because I'm working with motion I'm letting my my model move during the exposure and when I did that with with the plastic toy the hand was kind of rumbling so the toy really was shaken <laughs> so I have had to do it with a with a faster shutter speed so I would get it a bit uh, that it wasn't moving because I didn't want it to be portrayed like it was moving or a living thing because for me it was really important that a toy actually is stiff but I decided to actually tilt his head to look up towards the hand just because I wanted to play with the the idea that we have in the toy photography community or the the convention where we do when we work with toys pretending that they have a life mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and that we're portraying portray, portraying their life and by just adding that <laughs> little tilt on the head I could get that feeling in the image so um, I was really I was kind of pleased <laughs> yeah I love it and and especially hearing um, you describe it and and the reason behind it it makes so much sense to me and and yeah I was as you were talking about how um, you wanted to, to portray the disparity between life and death and, and the contrast between your hand and, and the figure, I thought, well, maybe his head should have been tilted down then. And then you said, oh, and the reason I tilted it up. So, so I like that you were you were just a second ahead of me there um, and that there was a reason for it. I, I love that because uh, cause th that's something I, I always admire about your photography is that you are everything you, you're putting into your shots are, are a choice and, and you're consciously thinking of of what you're trying to say and how you're trying to say it. And it's, uh, it's definitely something I try to do as well is to, it's to pay attention to those little details and, and, and think of how they can further tell your story or why you're choosing to do certain things. So, so I love that you have reasons for all of these and, uh, and yeah, it's just such an interesting shot and, and yeah, and just so different than other stuff that you've done that, that it makes sense for this challenge and is such a fun angle for you to, to approach this challenge from. So so I'm so glad that this is where you ended up. Yeah, and I put the shoes on him because I thought, he's my toy. <laughs> <laughs> I want everybody to know that he's my toy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, and I love too how uh, this Stormtrooper is different than any other stormtrooper i really see people photographing like it's not a stormtrooper that i own and it's not one that i see other people doing very much it's kind of your own unique trooper and i can see a little bit of discoloration on his armor and stuff that he has a lot of personality to him that that shows that that he is your toy too which which i really like yeah he's really the 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 armor on the chest is really 
jello <laughs> compared <laughs> to the legs and the arms and I've kind of really <laughs> I have that's problematic for me that he's all jello in the colour on the <laughs> he's so old the plastic is really <laughs> kind yeah. of changing colours yeah it gives him a lot of personality though which which is really cool it's something that that's something that uh the more and more I, I um, learn about Photoshop and editing my photos, I, I always, this is something I personally would have gone in and uh, used a sponge tool in Photoshop to kind of desaturate that yellow chest to make it more white. But I, but I like that you didn't do that, that yours yeah, has I all have, of that I have, I have, I <laughs> have. Oh, oh you did jello. do that? <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> See, so I, so I like that you left a little bit of it in then just to, just to show the personality of the figure and, and that it does have this wear and tear and... And that um, it has kind of had a life of its own, even though it's not alive. So, so I like that that adds just even more layers to the to the photo. Yeah, and I want I really wanted. I know that we kind of pretend. <laughs> Shelley always get it and gets angry with me when I say we pretend that the toys has a life, but we do. <laughs> we pretend that they have a life, and that we are portraying their lives. And <laughs> and I'm really itching that because <laughs> this is what toy photography is about, even though it's about a dead toy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love that you're blurring those lines and and bringing up those questions with this photo, and it's especially yeah, it is something that that we we are literally doing as toy photographers, even if we like to think that our toys have life of their own or, or we're giving them life of their own. I like that you're you're kind of going in the other direction of that and and leaning yeah. into the fact that no these are just real toys and so yeah um, yeah. yeah and but, I love that I... just that head tilt in this really throws a wrench into that whole idea though that that maybe this toy does have a life because he is looking up at your hand and thinking about his his impending death so 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 <laughs> I just yeah I love all of the blurred lines that you're always able to accomplish in these photos. Yeah, and I, I'm the first one to talk to my toy <laughs> to tell him what I'm. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, not, <laughs> I'm not that conscious when I'm really working with him because then we have a life together. <laughs> yes, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you definitely have a relationship with this toy, especially all the photos that he's appeared in on this podcast this year, and and on your on the f- countless photos that you take too. So. So yeah, it's just fun to see. So um, awesome, awesome job with this challenge. It was it's so fun that you and I had totally different yeah. interpretations, and <laughs> and that mine is so bright and colorful, and yours is more white and and subdued, and just and how many different listener submissions we have. I think death was a, a really fun challenge to to yeah. tackle, and, and one of those things that it's another huge open ended theme that that could have so many different interpretations and so it's fun seeing what people bring to the table and 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 i love doing this show with you just because then we get to explain why we chose different things so i (laughs) I, um i encourage people to uh jump onto the blog post on toyphotographers.com and join us in the conversation in the comments we'd love to hear your thoughts about our photos and the listener submissions and if the listeners who did submit their own photos want to jump in and explain some of what they were choosing to do as well i would i would love to hear that and um, and I know that this was also death was the theme of the MeWe community challenge. So if you guys aren't plugged into MeWe, please go do that. That's an awesome community, and uh, I'm sure we're gonna have 
different, and I know that they're going to have different uh, winners over there and, and showcase different photos, so definitely go check that out as well. So, so many great entries from so many people in the community, so thank you to everybody who participated, and Christina, thank you again for, for doing this with me. This was a really fun challenge. Thank you, thank you, James, for letting me do this with you. <laughs> <laughs> of course, of course. Um, speaking of challenges, we're going to have a, another challenge for, for November, so... Uh, do you want to tell people what our next theme is? Yes. <laughs> I think I've dropped it twice, maybe th three times this fall, but my iPhone is uh, monochromic. <laughs> that I don't have any colors on my, my iPhone. I see I have all images on Instagram I see in, in black and white. And I saw all the images that actually was um, submitted to this challenge in black and white uh, to begin with. And then I put the colors on and I looked at them with colors, of course, and have looked at my ordinary screen and I have colors on that. But, but thinking about it, I realized I want the challenge next time to be a monochrome, black and white, to, to put it easy. I want us to work with two colors. Yeah, I love that. I love that idea, and it's something that um, I'm already trying to think of ways to break those rules. But but I love the uh, the simplicity of black and white, and and how much you can really do with just those two colors. And um, and I feel like monochromatic photography is something that people maybe think is an easy thing that you just turn off the colors of your photo. But it's actually there's a lot that has to go into it when you're choosing the lights and the shadows and and how you're conveying your story using just black and white so so i'm really curious to see how people in the community tackle this i'm really curious to see how you do it and i'm already trying to think of ways that that i can bend the rules or or really stick to it and do a black and white photo myself and 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 i haven't done a ton of black and white photography so this will be really fun for me too to to experiment and really step out of my comfort zone we were just talking about how much i love bright poppy colors right now so to, <laughs> so to not have that that crutch and not have that to lean into it's going to be really really fun and interesting so so yeah we'll do monochromatic shots for our next challenge um i guess let's do the hashtag tp underscore monochrome that way it'll be easy for people to uh to find it and uh as always upload your shots to social media tag myself i'm at the real james 23 on instagram christina's at calix anderson you can email it to us at toyphotographypod at gmail.com and uh, i'm on MeWe as well and uh yeah, just anywhere you guys have it, make sure you find a way to send it to us. We'd love to have all of your submissions and talk about them. And uh, I can't wait to see what everybody comes up with. Yeah, it's a really open-ended theme. It will be hard. <laughs> yeah, and it'll be fun. We've been doing a lot of themes that are more um, more subject-based, I guess, like death or, or the seasons. And so doing one that's more technically challenged or or one that's more of a an, a, a, a an exercise and not necessarily a theme I think is going to be really fun this makes me think of when we were doing things like still life photography or portraits and stuff like black and white photography is kind of its own genre and its own technique so it'll be fun kind of working more with the technique this time around and uh yeah I can't wait to see see what we all come up with yeah, we'll see what we choose for figures to yeah. work with. <laughs> I have one that's it's white and black. Oh, perfect. 
Yeah, I, I seem to think of uh, Stormtrooper armor being white and black. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this will be really fun. And uh, so, yeah, everybody, if you want to join us, again, use the hashtag TP underscore monochrome, and uh, then we'll be able to see your submissions. And uh, in the meantime, Christina, thank you so much again for being here and uh, doing this with me, and I look forward to chatting again. And uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. Um, this was This was a really fun episode. Yeah, thank you, James. Yeah, of <laughs> course. Until next time. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. Thank you so much for listening. You can find new episodes of this podcast and daily articles on creativity and toy photography on our website, toyphotographers.com. You can subscribe to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. We also ask that you please leave us a five-star review. That'll help spread the word about the show and help us get noticed. You can find us on Facebook at Toy Photographers and on Instagram at underscore Toy Photographers underscore. Music for this week's episode is courtesy of freemusicarchive.org. Our editor is Josh Kittleson. And finally, you can reach out to us with comments, concerns, recommendations, etc. at toyphotographypod at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. I'll see you guys next week.